year ago from this day, uh, we were celebrating 2020. And we were, you know, the team got together and we're just talking about like, how do we celebrate 2020, right? Like 2020, if you guys remember, it stunk. You know, just from a personal level, we had, we had shutdowns, we had lockdowns, we had quarantines, we had lack of toilet paper, we, we had, you know, all these different things. But even on a, on a more serious note, we, you know, we lost loved ones. We, there was job losses, there was uncertainty, there was all these different things. It was like, all right, what, how, do we, how do we celebrate 2020? But as we look back, we realize that, that even in the craziness of this world, that God remained faithful. God remained faithful to his people. God remained faithful uh, to his church. And, and he did incredible things in 2020. And a lot of us, we got through the year 2020 and we thought, man, I can't wait for 2021. Like, let's just get that thing behind us. Let's move on. It's going to be a better year. It's going to be a greater year. It couldn't get worse than this. You know, it's going to be great. But little did we know that, that as a church, we were going to face probably the toughest journey we've ever faced as a church in, in 2021. We didn't realize how, how painful it would be uh, just, just as a church because, you know, on Friday, September 24th, 2021, after almost six weeks in the hospital, we, we lost our lead pastor. We lost our pastor, Gary. And, and he was more than just a pastor to us. He was, he was a friend. He was a mentor. He was, he was the one you called when, you know, you had something to celebrate and you wanted to tell somebody, you'd call Pastor Gary and he'd celebrate with you. Or... You're going through a hard time. Tragedy struck, and he was the first one to be there in the hospital with you. In the valleys and in the mountaintops, he, he walked with us uh, through all that time. So 20, 2021 turned out to be a very difficult year for our church. So it can be difficult to look back and say, wow, God, you're, you're amazing. You know, look at, look at what all, it, it can be happening because that's, a lot of us, we, we frame our year around that of just tragedy struck. This was a difficult year. But church, this morning, in spite of everything that we went through, let me tell you that even in the midst of tragedy, it was a great year. 2021 was a great year. Because of two things. Because through all of it, through the ups and downs, God remained faithful. God remained faithful. We serve such a good God. And he was so faithful this year. He was with us through tragedy. He was with us through, through joys. And also through it all, the second thing is that God's people remain faithful. You remained faithful through, through it all. And it's just incredible what God did through this church, what God did through these people. And over these past couple of weeks, I, I talked with Pastor Joni. I was just like, hey, can you write down a list of everybody who, who served in 2021 in, in one capacity or another? Maybe it was at an event. Uh, maybe it was... Uh, every week on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, uh, write down the list of everybody who gave of their time, of their talents, of their energy to help us to fulfill this mission to love God, love people, and share Christ. And I wanted to share this list with you today. Uh, those names, they're going to be scrolling uh, on the screen of, of people who just served and helped. Just a little way to say thankful, thank you uh, to all of you for remaining faithful in 2021 and, and maybe to get you to understand the bigger picture of just how it takes a whole church to come together to be the church today. So those are going to be, uh, you'll, you'll see that scroll on the screen behind me this morning. Now, I look back at, at 2021, and really, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for my church family. Overwhelmed with gratitude for my church family. 
uh, when you go through crisis together, you really get to know people on a deeper level. You really do. You get to know people on a deeper level. I mean, you could come to this church every Sunday for, for 50 years, and you can sit next to the same people, and you can, uh, you know, say hi, you can say bye, you can talk about the weather and, and all that stuff and never really know somebody. But then you go through a crisis moment together, and even in a short period of time, you get to know them. You, you, you pray together. And, and you grow together. You, you pray, and we, we prayed together this year. We prayed. I mean, we started a prayer movement this year that wasn't just in our church, but it was in our nation. It was, it was global. We, we started a prayer movement this year. We prayed together. Uh, we cried together. We shared our hopes and dreams together. We served alongside each other. And you quickly get to know the people around you, and, and you become a family. And never has it been truer of our church today than, than that we're a family. We're, we're a family today. See, on a weekly basis, someone from, the, from our city or, or someone from another church will tell me, like, man, things must be really rough for you guys at AFA. Like, you must really be going through it. Uh, it must be a really difficult season. Things must be falling apart. Like, that's, that's people from the outside looking in. That's what they'll tell me almost on a weekly basis. But I get to tell them every week, no, the, the opposite is true. The, the church is united, and I really feel that. And I know a lot of you have commented on that before, but our church feels more united than it's ever been before because we've gone through crisis. We, we've gone through those difficult seasons. And, and even more than that, our church is hungry. Our church is hungry for more of Jesus. There's been so many people who've, who've come and been like, hey, tell me more. Tell me more about what God's doing. I'm, I'm getting into my word this year, and, and God's really speaking to me, and I, I believe our church is hungry. And I believe that our I, I'm, I'm happy to report that I get to tell people this is a healthy church. Against all odds, this is a healthy church. So why? Why? That's the question I want to look at this morning. Why is this a healthy church? Why, why through all of this tragedy, through all of this chaos, why are we still here today? Why are we still functioning? So in Colossians, these will be on the screen, but you can turn to them. We'll get to 1 Corinthians. So if you want to open up the 1 Corinthians this morning, we're going to hit that mostly. But let me share a couple of verses with you first. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, it says this, And Jesus is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. And again, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says this, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And what each of these verses say is that Jesus is the head of the church. And I believe that's why we're still healthy. That's why we're growing today. That's why we're hungry today. That's why we're united today, because Jesus is the head of the church. And this is something that Pastor Gary taught us well. Something he taught us well. This was, this was never Pastor Gary's church. He was not the head of this church Jesus is the head of this church. This is, this is Jesus' church. Pastor would often tell us, this is not my church. If somebody would say, oh yeah, that's Pastor Gary's church, he would correct them and tell them, no, this is, this is Jesus' church. This is not mine. It got to the point where even me personally, it was just like, it was annoying. Like, Pastor, come on. Like, let's be honest. You're the pastor here, right? This is your church. You know, I'm trying to, no, no, this is Jesus' church. And now I see how important that was. Now, now I get it. At the time, it was like, come on. No. But now I understand. 
And I'm so glad that he instilled that in us. This is Jesus' church. And that's why we're healthy. That's why we're growing today. That's why we're unified today. Thanks to Pastor Gary's leadership. And even more so thanks to God's faithfulness. Because God is he's the head of this church. He's never stopped leading this church. Jesus has never stopped loving this church. He's been with us through, through it all. And he's never failed us. This is God's church. And he is in control. And he always will be in control. This will always be his church. And if Jesus is the head of the church, well, that means we got a role too. That means we're the body. We're, we're the body of Christ. This isn't simply some organization. This is an organism. We, we are a living, breathing body today. 1 Corinthians, if you're there, chapter 12, verse 12 says this. We're going to look at a couple uh, verses out of this passage, but it talks about the church as a body. Verse, verse 12, it says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Like I said, the church isn't an organization, it's an organism. It, it's a living, breathing organism, and because of that, we need each other to function. We need all of us. We need everybody. We need all hands in to have a healthy body, right? Because it, do, it wouldn't make sense if this section over here just decided, eh, forget about it. I'm not going to help out. That would be like, now all of a sudden we've got, you know, a paralyzed leg that we're dragging along. You know, we need the whole body. We, we've all got an important function. We've all got an important role to play. We can't just give up. We're all together. We're the body. That's what, that's what the Bible describes us as. Many times we're the body of Christ. He's our head and we're the body. And so in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of, of chaos, the church can really take two different approaches to it. And the first one is this. We can put ourselves in charge instead of Jesus. We can try to take over. We can try to give the orders. We can try to say, all right, you know, here's what we're going to do. And this is what happens in, in verse 21. It says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand or the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. See, when we put ourselves in charge... We end up battling for position. Our pride kicks in, you know. Oh, we need to do it this way. We need to, we need to do this. We need to say this. We need to, we need to go here. We need to go there. And we can, everybody tries to lead, and everybody says, no, I'm most important. No, I'm most important. No, my plan's better. No, my plan's better. And, and we want the glory, and it turns into the body just beating itself up because we don't have direction. We don't have that, that leadership, and we forget that we're all on the same team. You know, look to your left. Look to your right. We're all on the same team this morning. We're, we're all part of the same body. You, you may have something against somebody. We're all on the same team. We're, we're unified. We're united. And let's not forget who the real enemy is, right? The devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and we are out there, right? The, we, we are there together. We're fighting together because we want to see as many people go to heaven as possible. So we can't put ourselves in charge. See, the second thing we can do is instead of putting ourselves in charge, we can put Jesus in charge. We can leave him in charge and say, Jesus, you're the head. God, give us, give us direction. God, show us what you want us to do. And it becomes a beautiful thing. In verse 24, it says, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. See, in 2021, church, I'm so thankful that you follow Jesus' lead. 
I'm so thankful you didn't have to. You could, you could have started doing your own thing, but you followed Jesus' lead. When we suffered, we suffered together. When we cried, we cried together. When we prayed, we prayed together. When we celebrated, we celebrated together. When we served, we served together. Right? That together is a very powerful word. That together is what we need because we're all the same body. And like I said, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm filled with gratitude when I look back at 2021. Because the only way we could get through it was by following Jesus together. Now, you notice the names on the screen are still scrolling. That's because it took everybody. It took all, all hands on deck to really fulfill, to chase after the mission that God has, has given us. Uh, when Pastor Joni put it on my desk, it was a 17-page document, single-spaced. And I thought she had printed like five of them. No, it was just there's that many people who helped out, right? This isn't on repeat this morning. This is just one time. So many of you, and I'm so thankful. And I'm going to try to do my best to thank as many of you as possible. But, but from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for being hungry. Thank you for, for living on mission. Thank you for following Jesus. Thank you for serving so that, you know, we talked about last week, you know, the win. The win is to see one sinner repent. The win is to see one person come to Jesus. And in your ministry, we saw people come to Jesus this year, and that's what it's all about. We saw people grow in their, in their faith this year. See, we need everybody. And when the body realizes that everybody has an important role, you know, from the hand to the heart to the pinky toe, we've all got a role in the body of Jesus, and it's important. So let me try to thank a few people today. I want to thank our next-gen leaders. Looking back, uh, last week, er, er, last year, every week, our next-gen leaders were in place. I mean, I'm talking about our early childhood leaders, every Sunday, every Wednesday night, our Sunday morning kids leaders, our Wednesday night kids leaders, our youth leaders there every week, our Sunday school teachers, our, our bus ministry, our kids check-in team. Thank you. Thank you because we value the next generation here. And without you, we couldn't tell them about Jesus. We, we couldn't love them. You know, every single week, Every single week, the next generation was loved on by, by an adult. Every single week. Every single week, they were presented the gospel. They were presented Jesus. Every single week, uh, the, they, uh, they were loved. From infants all the way to graduates, they were loved. Every single week, they got to experience the presence of God in, in a youth room, standing there and worshiping Jesus. They got to experience the presence of God up in the kid zone, going after God in their small groups every week of being able to ask questions. They got to experience the presence of God. And not only that, they had an adult in their life that was a follower of Jesus that they could look up to. There's a lot of kids in our community who don't have that who you might be the only person that they get to see if that's what a follower of Jesus looks like. And you were there every week. You were consistent. Thank you to our next-gen leaders. You know, every week there's about 12 kids who are coming on a bus to our Wednesday night ministries. And I want to thank Tina, wherever you are out there. Tina, thank you. Thank you for, for serving. Thank you uh, for having a heart for, for people uh, who maybe nobody else notices, but you do. Thank you for doing that. God's doing incredible things. There's, there's 12 kids who get to hear the gospel every week who wouldn't get to otherwise because people are willing to drive, people are willing to go and, and line up. So thank you, all of those teams, for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you to all those who stepped up. We're without a kids and a youth pastor right now. 
So thank you to those who have stepped up on Wednesday night and Sunday mornings and said, you know what? I may not be classically trained in kids ministry or something like that, but I don't care. I love Jesus and I love kids and I'm going to get up there and I'm going I'm to do my best. So thank you. Thank you for leading in those capacities. Thank you for trusting God in those areas. Uh, thank you, Bobby. I think you're behind the computer. Thank you today. Uh, you've been doing kids ministry behind the scenes and making sure that, that every Sunday and every Wednesday night there's curriculum there, that, that people are in the right places leading volunteers. So thank you so much for doing what you do. Uh, I don't have time to thank everybody this morning, but thank you to our next-gen leaders. Thank you to our Sunday and adult ministry leaders every week. Did you know this morning there's over 50 volunteers who are volunteering in the building uh, all Sunday morning to help out so that people can hear the gospel? Uh, thank you. Thank you to these teams. Thank you to the greeters, to the welcome desk workers, to the, to the ushers, to the prayer team, to the announcement team, to the tech team, to the worship team, to our adult Bible study teachers, to the coffee team, uh, to our life group leaders. All, all these different people are here every week. It doesn't happen because just one or two people do it. It happens because everybody comes together. So thank you so much. Thank you for making guests feel welcome. Thank you for, uh, for helping so that people can give their lives to Jesus for helping others grow in their walk. You know, over 20 families join us online every week because we've got a live stream team, right? It, it, it takes everybody. Thank you. Thank you to the live stream team for, for helping out each and every week. Again, the win is one sinner who repents. Thank you to all those who work behind the scenes. You know, you may not get to do something on this platform, but, but you're working when nobody else sees. Thank you to our deacon board to our creative team, to our women's serving groups, to our women's cookie and bar groups, to our women's meal train group. Thank you to our librarian, to our kitchen organizer, our decorating committee, to our building and maintenance people who just see a need. I mean, we had water leaks this year. We had foundation cracks this year. We had all that. And, and people have just jumped in and said, you know what? I can help. I can use my gifts and, and, and keep the church in one, one, one piece. You know, that's, that's always important. That's nice. And, and so I'm just so thankful. Thank you to our deacon board to Stan, to Kurt, to Sam, to Nathan, to Tim, to Tim, and to Raymond. You guys didn't know what you signed up for this year. But God's, God's put you in this place for a reason. You have done an amazing job leading this church. So I'm so thankful to our board. I'm so thankful for the people behind the scenes. Uh, thank you to Lisa. You're our kitchen coordinator, and you're doing a thousand things behind the scenes and nobody sees. And I just want to thank you today. For, for keeping everything so we can have fellowship, so we can go have lunch afterwards, say thank you. And I didn't even begin to mention all the events that you guys served in this year. Mega sports camp, kids conference, youth conference, women's conference, summer camp, fine arts, Easter, care and share giveaway, school outreach, school Christmas parties, summer nights events, and our Christmas Eve service, and I probably missed some in there. Right? You guys were amazing. You were faithful. I mean, we saw, you guys remember at, at Mega Sports Camp when over 100 kids came to the altar? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. When at, at Kids Conference, our, our first that we've ever put on here, and there were so many kids who heard about Jesus at Youth Conference when our, when our students flooded the altar, uh, at Women's Conference when, when more and more people are getting to hear about Jesus. That's what it's all about. Again, our win is one sinner who repents. Our win is when one person grows in their relationship with God. So we didn't give up in 2021. We didn't throw in the towel. We stayed on mission. We stayed on course. We continued to love God, love people, and share Christ. And for that, I'm so thankful to this body. I'm so thankful. 
And I hope that you see it took the whole church. 2021 didn't happen from one or two people. It happened by everybody following Jesus and using their gifts. It took teachers, it took servers, it took builders, it took creatives, it took techies, it took musicians, it took communicators, it took writers, it took bakers, it took all these gifts, right? It it took kids, teenagers, young adults, families, empty nesters, grandmas and grandpas, It, it took all ages, it took singles, it took married people, it took extroverts, it took introverts, it takes everybody, it takes a whole church to reach this community, to reach our world. And I didn't even mention yet, so many of you gave. Thank you for giving. It was incredible the the way you remained faithful this year. Thank you for giving. Did you know this year we gave over $140,000 to missions this year? That's that's 40,000 more than we've ever given to missions before as a church. And, And through a difficult year, thank you for giving. Thank you so that lost people can know Jesus. Thank you for being faithful to listen to God and, and, and just when he spoke to you, you followed through and you listened. So thank you. Man, 2021, it was a difficult year, but it was a good year. God's united this church. God's brought us together. And, and I can't wait to see what God does in 2022. I believe God has got good things in store for us. Before we look at, at what's ahead, um, I just want to invite Pastor Johnny, would you come on up and I want to give you an opportunity to share, you know, looking at how difficult it was for the church of of anybody, it was most difficult for you. Um, You know, we lost our pastor, but you you lost your husband and your best friend, and uh, and we're here for you. This church loves you, and and we care for you very much, and thank you that even in your tragedy, you, you kept loving all of us, you know, and it was just like, it's amazing to see how God is using you, and you're not giving up. You're still fighting. You still have a heart for the people of AFA and a heart for this community and a heart for this world. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, just want to give you a, an opportunity to, to share this morning. <laughs> but Pastor Joni, you're such a blessing to us. So thank you so much. Would you just show her your appreciation for a moment? Thank you for the opportunity to come here, Pastor Ben, and to to address you. Thank you all for loving me, for loving our family. And some of you are probably in a little shock that I'm standing here right now without a microphone or without a a guitar strapped to me or a worship team connected. It's It's not often that I stand here to get to speak to you. I'm just looking, I'm scanning, and I see so many people that I love, so many dear friends, so many people we've had coffee and had lunch, and we've played games, and we've worked together shoulder to shoulder. You guys are amazing. You guys are wonderful, and I love you so much. It is truly an honor to to stand here. This past year, without a doubt, has been filled with a lot of joy and some sadness, a lot of sadness. Our joys, our grandson, we got to dedicate him this year. Kristen, our daughter, she, she got married 
to a wonderful young man. We had a family reunion. My mom and dad and brother and sister, they were all together. We were all together in July. A lot of great family times. But without a day, without a doubt, the day that rocked my world was not when Gary went to the hospital. And it wasn't even when he was transferred to Sioux Falls. It was a day I realized that God had a different plan than my plan. And he chose to take Gary home with him. Not the plan that we had put out. Not the plan that we had figured out for this whole thing. But that day, I had to decide. I had to make a decision whether or not I was going to believe what God had been teaching me for many years through his word. Whether I was going to believe the stuff that we say right here on this platform. Some of the stuff that I've even taught. Am I going to believe God is who he says he is? And he'll do what he says he does? And that he still has a plan? Oh, I had questions. We had a lot of talks. But the, the, the question, is God still good? You know, the, the, the stuff, I'm, I'm human, right? God, are you still good? Are you still faithful? Do you have a plan in all of this? Or is, there, is this all, is all coming apart? And of course, in the logic, of course, he's got a plan. And I said, Lord, you still have a plan for me. And he said, I still have a plan for you. But one of the, the things that we wrestled with was, God, how can I sing when my heart is heavy? How can I say those words? And he said, because I'm still faithful and I'm still God and people still need to come into my presence. Because in the presence of our God, our lives change, our perspective change, our, our focus change. It comes off of us and it goes on to him, the one who has the big plan, the one who knows all things. What an opportunity we have as his children to press in and to go and say, God, I need you today. I need you right now. His peace that passes all understanding has truly guarded my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. This, these aren't just like pretty words that you put on the wall. This is real stuff. The peace that passes all understanding can guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. He's given me a passion for leading you into his presence. As a body, we are a body. Not just pieces. Pastor Ben, you were just... That's exactly one of the things that he was, that God was laying on my heart. We've realized that being part of a church body is important. 
Hello? Right? When we're, when we're part of a body, then we're in relationship. When we're in relationship with each other, we know each other's needs. When we know each other's needs, we can pray for each other. When we pray for each other, our burdens are lifted. Maybe not fixed completely, but they're not quite so heavy. And then there's the friends that bring the food and bring the cinnamon rolls, bring all the things that, you know what, those encourage us as we're just trying to figure out life after it's become completely unraveled. And I, I just want to encourage you. This year, go deeper in your relationships in this place because there's a lot of really great people. People that you need and they need you. People that we need to each other because it says if we bear each other's burdens, we'll fulfill the law of Christ. In this new season, I still have questions. Things are still hard sometimes. As I've been kind of going through this, thinking about this this week, I'm like, yeah, but God is faithful. He's so faithful. And he's not done. He's not done. I've always had a passion for this church, for leading people into closer relationship with Jesus and reaching our community and our world for Christ. Um, in 2021, I, Pastor Ben referenced some of these things. We saw some incredible things happen for this kingdom in July. We opened up our door, had a bunch of kids here. They're learning Taekwondo. And they're learning how to, how to dribble with their feet and their hands. They're learning how to cheer. But they also encountered the presence and the power of Jesus. And at this altar, I can't even think about it without... At this altar, there were 80 to 100 kids that gave their lives to Christ. That, that Thursday night, they're down here, they're crying, they're just, they're sensing the power of something so much bigger than them. If we reach a child, a child from a life, all of a sudden, all the patterns are changing in their heads. Because they're believing that God is part of their life, that they can believe that there's something bigger for them than just going through life. We held our Care and Share giveaway, and we were the hands and feet of Christ. Not just a rum sale, not just giving away free stuff, not just, what is it, Bobby, 30-some years of, of giving stuff away. But we were the hands and feet of Christ that day. For that time, over a month ago, we partnered with Johnny and Heidi Wade and gave 120 stockings for their Christmas party. Now, I don't know what you, but it filled up my entire back of my car. It was full to the top. Kids, teenagers on the Rosebud Reservation that got to hear about Jesus and they got a stocking of things that tells them that people are caring about them. That you, you, you did it. 120 of them. That's a lot of stockings. That's a lot of love. We've reached our Jerusalem. 
which is Aberdeen, or Judea, South Dakota, but we've also reached around the world. 40 missionaries on our board out there. We have 40 missionaries, four different missions, organizations, and things that we give to so that the message of Jesus Christ can go from here to the edge of the map all the way. Because our Lord, our Jesus, said, go into all the world and preach the good news. It's not just part, not just our part, but it's all the world to preach the good news. This is all worth celebrating because in China and in Iraq and in Costa Rica, people are hearing about Jesus. This year, we're going to be even more intentional and more overt about equipping our missionaries with tools that they need to reach people for Jesus. We're going to look for opportunities to further explore inroads into the schools, our first responders, families in our community, and people that Jesus is bringing right here into this room every week. We're going to find innovative ways to reach people for Jesus. I, uh, every Tuesday, I get to go to Northern and meet with some international students that are trying to improve their English. And we're not just doing vocabulary, and we're not just doing stuff that is pertinent to their English, but we're making a connection. Making a connection so that when Jesus opens that opportunity that we can tell them about Jesus and his saving love and how much he loves them. We have even started a volleyball league. You know, we can unite our own passions. Sometimes we invite somebody, hey, you like playing volleyball, let's play volleyball. We playing volleyball on, Tuesday, on Thursday night. And we can do that because we can share a hobby and then tell them about Jesus. Because our mission is not limited to 10.30 to noon on Sundays. Our mission is every day. Our neighbors and our friends and our family and those around us and those beside us and those down the street and they all need Jesus. And so you know what? I'm not going to be responsible for not telling them because Jesus is coming soon. And we all have a, a job to do. Our job is to love God, to love people, and to share Jesus Christ. So in his grace and with conviction, let's tell people about Jesus this year. Let's go after them. May Jesus give us grace and wisdom and open doors as we follow his call. Thank you, Pastor Joni. Uh, so good. And so good at what God has, has done in and through you uh, during this time. 2021 is a difficult yet amazing year. God's, God's faithful. You know, Pastor Joni already started talking about this, but what's next? What's next? So just let me share with you a verse that makes me dream a little bit. And maybe, hopefully it'll make you dream a little bit this morning too. So in Acts chapter 2, 
In Acts chapter 2, we, we see the, the church is just forming. The church is just starting. Uh, we've got Jesus ascends into heaven and the Holy Spirit comes. And the church comes into action for the very first time. And, and so we see at the end of Acts chapter 2 what the church could and should look like. So let me read this passage for you, starting in verse 42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And catch this. This is what happens. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So I hope that verse, when you read that, it just puts a little dream in your heart to what the church could be, of what 2022 could look like as we devote ourselves to studying God's word, as we devote ourselves to fellowship and, and getting together with each other and, and being the church together, as we devote ourselves to prayer, what can happen, as we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to move powerfully through us and to do signs and wonders. I believe, you know, that, that power wasn't just for the early church. It's still here today. It's still living inside of us. The Holy Spirit wants to do incredible things through us. As we give, it says that they gave. They gave as they had need. They gave as God put it on their hearts. So that they met together, that they ate together. Man, what a spiritual discipline. We're going to eat together today, right? But, but God's going to be glorified through it all. It says they praised together. And when they did all of these things, when they put all of these things together, it said that God added daily to their number. Church, I, I believe that can still happen today. I believe God still wants to do that today. And as we come together, it's not going to just be one or two people. It's going to be the whole church. And I believe that can happen in 2022, that God is going to use us. And daily people are going to be added to the kingdom of heaven because that's what we're all about. See, I'm believing that, that this year in 2022, you're going to be down at this altar and you're going to be praying with your neighbor or, or your family member, the one you've been praying about for a long time. And, and you're going to get to pray and, and they're going to pray to accept Jesus in their lives. And it's going to be great. I believe that can happen in 2022. See, I, I believe that as we do these things, I believe you're going to be out at Walmart and God's going to put something in your heart to go pray for somebody and they're going to get healed through the power of the Holy Spirit because you were faithful. And guess what? When people start getting healed in Walmart in our community, can you imagine what that's going to do for the kingdom of heaven? Like that's what Jesus did. He went around and healed people. And all of a sudden he had thousands of people just curious of what's going on. I believe people are going to be curious because of the power of the Holy Spirit's in our church and in our people. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. I believe that in 2022 that, that by the end of this year, I'm going to have to start kicking people out of this building because you guys are just so grateful to have the presence of God. You're, you're going to just want to spend time here. You're going to want to spend time fellowshipping. And we're going to be like, guys, we got to close the door. Like we got to eat lunch. We got to do all the, like, I believe that can happen. That's the type of community that's going to form because we're loving God together. See, we still got a mission. The mission is so there's, there's thousands of people in our community who don't know Jesus. We've got a great mission. There's billions of people in this world who don't know Jesus. And we can't stop, we can't give up until we change that. See, 2022, we're going to continue to love God, love people, and share Christ. I'm going to invite the worship team. We're going to, we're going to finish with uh, just a song of celebration. We sang something good earlier. We're going to, God's up to something good in 2022. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. 
But let me, let me add this. We don't have to wait. We can start now. We, we can get involved now. You heard of all those different areas that we've served in, and, and I encourage you, you can get involved in any of those areas. You can start being part of that body, whether it's kids, whether it's youth, whether it's adults, whether it's greeting, tech, live stream, serving groups, behind the scenes, whatever it is, you can, you can get involved today. And let me throw out a, a couple of these things right now of just opportunities that we have in the church, opportunities to get on the front lines and see people grow in their relationship with Christ, see people come to Christ. Here's, here's a problem that we've got right now. Our Wednesday night kids ministry is growing. What a problem, right? What a terrible problem. There's too many people who need to know about Jesus out there, and we don't have enough people to tell them about Jesus. So if, if God's put that on your heart, we've got opportunities to share with our, our third through sixth grade girls who need to know about Jesus. They're growing so much, we're, we're thinking like, we're going to have to split them up into a couple different rooms. They, we can't cram that many people in that room anymore. And, and God's doing incredible things. So if God lays that on your heart, I encourage you today, you can just grab a Next Steps card and put your name and number on there and just write down what you'd like to do. We'll get in touch with you. Put it in the offering. Uh, our bus ministry is growing. So if God, if you're, you've got capability of driving, we could use you. Or even if you've got the capability of just sitting there and uh, talking with kids, you don't even have to drive, we, we could use you. Our, our live stream team, right? If you like working with computers or just typing or moving a camera, we can, we can use you, and God can use you to do incredible things. Or if you want to do graphics, you know, every week you see all these lovely verses behind you and, and these nice points, and, and we give you the words to the song so that you can sing along and all that. If you can press a button and, and do it in a timely manner, we could use you. We can, we can put you to, to good use so that God can use you to do incredible things in 2022. So I encourage you, fill out a Next Steps card, drop that in the offering before you leave today. But God's God is doing incredible things. And it takes the whole church. It takes the whole church. Would you stand with me? And let's just celebrate together. God's up to something good. And uh, we'll, we'll close here in just a minute. We'll get on with uh, the eating and all that good stuff, our annual business meeting after this. But let's just celebrate what God has done in 2021. And let's, let's did you know you can pre-celebrate things? So we're going to also pre-celebrate what God is going to do in 2022 because we believe right. that he is up to something good. Worship team, would you lead us?
He's always up to something good. Well, we want to invite you again to join us. I hope you'll join us for the meal afterwards. And, and if you are joining us, the hall to the left of the connections room, that narrow one, that's the one you want to go down. Uh, members, if you just initial sign in for our business meeting while you're on your way, but we're going to have some good food. Uh, don't forget your kids up in the kids zone and all those things. So grab those first, then get in line. And uh, we do have childcare available during the meeting, but it is going to be a great time, uh, a time of celebration. So let's pray. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you. Thank you that you're up to something good. Thank you that you have more good in store in 2022. God, you're not done with us yet. God, there's still a great mission ahead, so we trust in you. God, you prepared good things for those who love you. And so, God, we're believing in that. We're standing on that promise today. God, I pray that you would be with us. God, I pray that you'd bless this meal to our body as we head over there, that we'd have an incredible time of fellowship, of eating together, of celebrating together. God, would you guide us? May your Holy Spirit guide us this year. We trust in you. We put it in your hands. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you over in the gym.